0: gosh recording is in progress
1: you know it
0: what i i acknowledge the fact that there's recording and currently a big old thunderstorm happening outside so hopefully this lasts through Uh the entire episode
1: well, I mean, you know, uh, hopefully, definitely. Uh, Mother Nature is um, finicky, but we'll give it a go. <laughs> um, that, that, is, other... that is the definition of this summer right there. Yeah, it's pretty pretty fun. That was perfect. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, for those of you tuning in, uh, this is Neurodiversity in Tech. I'm Sean. And I'm Brandon. And today... And this is a podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast. We are podcasting... And uh, today we want to discuss a bit about uh, bipolar disorder. Yeah. Um, so we,
0: we brought this up earlier in the week. It's something I know, yeah, you know, I've read things, but we have someone in the room who is versed in this subject. And we want to give Sean the opportunity to talk about and share his experiences uh, with bipolar. And uh, maybe take some of the, you know, demystify some of the things about bipolar. So, first and foremost, because I think it's only right that I I kind of play the, the role of the interviewer in this one.
1: I And I appreciate that, definitely. No, you have to ask your own questions, man.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and twiddle my thumbs.
1: Oh, man, that would be such a very interesting <laughs> and boring conversation. Gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's when the sock puppets came out. So <laughs> um, first of all, Sean, yes, we've talked about uh, a lot of things to do with autism. We've talked about a lot of things to do with uh, things like anxiety. Let's, let's talk about bipolar. So uh, tell me about bipolar and tell me
1: about how
0: it affects
1: you. Um, so bipolar, and uh, first off, I totally want to, you know, put it out there that, um, I am not the, even though I'm plagued with it and have been for quite some time, not an expert on the, uh, on the ailment, but, um, have, you know, dealt with it a while and picked up things along the way. Um, bipolar disorder, uh, in my own words, is, Living life on an emotional roller coaster. And what will happen for me, um, which I understood from various other people who have a similar uh, condition, uh, is the uh, emotions will go up and down in the very similar way of a roller coaster. Where you will have periods of time, which about a week or two, where you'll be elated, highly energetic, um, making kind of uh, rash uh, decisions and irritable. And then that will be followed up by similar to a sugar crash of just being down, depressed, um Thinking very unhappy thoughts. I'm not going to go into the specifics of how far down you can go, but you can imagine that you can get pretty pretty down, and things can get pretty dark, um, especially when not properly medicated to deal with the chemical imbalance that is bipolar disorder. So
0: I, I I want to tell you. I mean, first of all, like, thank you for sharing all of that. It's um, a lot.
1: I because I know. Why.
0: No, and and I know it's not easy to talk about, so I want to acknowledge that, but also I want to say that I think from everything I've read and understood about um, bipolar is, I think, a pretty quintessential definition. I mean, mean, you say, the the thing of it is, you're not a medical expert, but you are an expert in the realm of the experiential. I, I think that's really important to note. Because the definition of it's an emotional roller coaster, literally, and not necessarily knowing, like you, you don't know going into a given week where, where that, that pendulum is going to swing.
1: No. Is that, that a fair statement? It's pretty fair. I mean, I've at times been able to guess kind of accurately, but more so from just overall experience and reading myself if that makes sense kind of yeah yeah it's
0: well you're because you're you you would learn over time to be in tune with with your your feelings your emotions but also your your thought patterns i'm assuming
1: yeah so you can kind of you can pick on you can pick up like there's going to be like you're feeling like an upswing is coming right for me these transitions are are pretty pretty quick i mean i've had days where I was literally walking outside. It was a nice sunny day, but I was depressed to all hell. And then all of a sudden, like a light switch, you know, just th- I felt optimistic. Things seemed good. It didn't make any sense at all. Um, but you know that that's that's how it happened. Usually, it's not that dramatic, but it was it was a very notable day. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's got
0: to be. You know, even if that is the upswing, right? There's got to be a level of that's that's kind of jarring.
1: It's it's yeah, it's um especially when it goes the other way because you know having all of a sudden being in a happy mood, that's you know that's not um that's not as uh, it's it's
0: not as it doesn't hit you nearly as hard as as that downswing.
1: Yeah, the downswing. So you know, you have an upswing. You have an upswing when you're at work. That's great. You know, now you can get stuff done. You know, you can. You're in a happier mood. You're able to look at things in an optimistic light. That's great. You have a downswing at work, and then all of a sudden your day is just shot. Your week shot, actually, probably because you know, you're going to be in this in the cycle for a while, right? And knowing that, knowing that you're going to be in the cycle for a while, but knowing that it's going to end. It always ends, and you always come back. That's that's been comforting to me. Of more recent. When I have difficulties in terms of like regulating with uh, medication, because go figure, medication um smooths out the curves, right? Makes the roller coaster like one of those kiddie coasters, (laughs) but (laughs) but it doesn't take it all away. No, if if you're having a bad day, things can still get pretty rough. No, because
0: it's 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 still it's still there. Yeah. And, and that was going to be my, my, my next question was, was going to be about, you know, kind of what are some of the methods that you've found work in terms of, you know, bipolar? Is it, is it by and large, um, medication focused? Are there, are there therapies? What, what kinds of things can you, can you tell me about in terms of your journey?
1: Uh, a lot of the focus for me has been, uh, medication based. The, I am, or at least I, I I was, I still kind of am, but uh, a pretty optimistic and, you know, happy-go-lucky person, which uh, probably would have been the, the big, you know, uh, would have been the bigger giveaway uh, when things started impacting me, that this was, you know, very unnormal. Right. Normal. So, uh, for me... The medication is kind of key because otherwise, without the chemical imbalance, I kind of have, or I kind of grew up with the necessary tools needed to uh, overcome anything that wasn't kind of more chemically related. Right. That said, um, there are other things that I work on that help me not get impacted like other things can impact me that would put me in a worse place that could trigger uh bipolar episodes
0: right it 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 would it would potentially push you into a to a downturn
1: yeah exactly so like stress stress is a big thing for me if i am overly stressed like say um there's some sort of conflict at work you know something going on what have you then that could cause issues. So for me, a big thing is managing stress.
0: It makes sense because your stress responses are connected to absolutely everything, right? You push someone far enough, it's it's going to push them over. And if you've got something that's already trying to push you over, it's like someone running up the, the roller coaster hilly thing and like trying to push the roller coaster to go even faster or attaching rocket boosters to the back of the roller coaster. That is
1: scary. I like I'm it. I'm leaning
0: not... right into this metaphor.
1: <laughs> I, I have used a roller coaster to explain it to people for for a while. So please continue to lean into it. It's kind of my go-to.
0: So stress is the rocket boosters being attached to the roller coaster.
1: Stress is one of the rocket boosters, most definitely. Yeah, it's it's a big one. Yeah. No,
0: that makes sense. Now, okay, so switching gears just a little bit, we've often talked about the way that people refer to um, different neurodivergent traits. Um, And so we've talked about the fact that like, we prefer that it's like, I am autistic. Because that is a defining character trait kind of a thing. And it's not something that we're looking to cure with as many, you know, difficulties and, and possible disabilities that come along with that. Um, but at the same time, I would never say that I am anxiety, (laughs) right? Like I would, would not walk into a room and say that I would like it to go away forever. It won't, but I would like that where, and, and this is a personal question. So this is, again, this is not representing the world of, of bipolar's walk in this regard, but how do you feel about it? Is it you have bipolar or you are bipolar?
1: um although i have said that i uh i am bipolar that was kind of more of um not so much identifying as being you know like a bipolar person right i i i honestly in my own mind identify as someone who is afflicted with bipolar disorder yes okay
0: and 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 i think that's an important distinction i think oftentimes with things like this with with neurodivergence like this though there is a stigma that comes along with it which is why i wanted to ask that question and kind of leads me into you know what are what are some of the the kind of the stigmas issues that you've dealt with people because of bipolar
1: Ooh, oh, this is going to be a good one. Well, so starting off, I was diagnosed with uh, bipolar disorder when I was in the military. Now, here's a fun fact. Um, I can't say it's completely, you know, military-wide, at least, you know, uh, U.S. military. I, I can't speak for other military services. But um, at the very least, everybody that I dealt with, maybe not everybody, that's not fair. The majority of the people that I dealt with Tend to treat me in a very different way uh, once I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, I actually got some rather not kind words from my supervisor at the time, um, who was very dismissive about it, saying that uh, he thought I was just making it all up.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Not gonna name names. Um, no, I do. <laughs> I do remember a, his name. This individual's name is this.
0: The email address is this. Um, no, um, we don't. We're not gonna um, start any flame wars here. But that's
1: yeah. No, it's, but to be, I'm not gonna say to be fair, but to try to play devil's advocate on that one, um, he he had met me while i was going through you know my stuff and didn't really get a good first impression of me he didn't he hadn't seen me before so, so your
0: your your neurodivergence being presented and let's let's call it a negative light because that's how it was taken not that that was your intent but that's how it was taken
1: yeah. is
0: what then framed the opinion of this particular supervisor and therefore it was like there there was no empathy left it's like ah that's that's ah, yeah. just making that up you're just being you're being a jerk right that's that's i think more than anything Within neurodiversity, one of those shared things where can being neurodivergent make you be a jerk? <laughs> ah, yes,
1: one hundred
0: and ten percent.
1: Yeah,
0: one hundred and ten percent. You know, there, there's a there's a such thing as uh, there was a post a while back that basically said, don't use your um, neurodiversity as an excuse to be a jerk.
1: yeah. I'm
0: using a better word than the word that was there, but that's, that's the essential line, right? Yeah. But that said, you also need to recognize with empathy when somebody is going through something that is outside of their control. And that's the difference to me is, is being able to recognize, wow, like that person, you know, didn't really have control over the situation, didn't really have a control over what they were doing. Um, you know they're trying to get help. they're trying to get treatment. Um, that's that's brutal. i'm I, i'm 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 sorry that it went that way.
1: it's I've gotten over it. It's been a while. I appreciate that. Um, another component of that, something you need to consider too, um that you may or may not have considered. I'm not sure, but something to consider is this the person that I was dealing with at the time didn't know and i know this for a fact it it would take too long to kind of like go into the specifics of how how this was kind of like uncovered but didn't really know much about mental health or well mental illnesses like, yeah yeah and no no if that's you don't, that's
0: an incredibly common thing
1: yeah if you don't know like if if i said that i was bipolar and you don't know what that is you're not going to understand why sometimes i come off as kind of being a jerk because i'm going through a manic phase i mean the depression might be a bit easier to understand because you know we've we've seen with depression you know a lot more nowadays we we've kind of built up more of an understanding with depression but that's only one facet of like bipolar disorder so
0: and and i really appreciate that perspective i i think That's a big chunk of the reason why we do this show is because we want people to hear about things that they've never heard about before. We want them to learn about aspects of neurodiversity that they're not familiar with because the empathy and the learning are the only way that we move forward with anything to do with neurodiversity. I agree. Because there are so many neurodivergent traits out there that are so misunderstood or mislabeled and as much as like you know we've talked about like you know ADHD before and and just talking about like you know people are like oh that's the Ritalin kids oh squirrel this squirrel that right or you know the autism kids automatically assuming that they're all going to end up being Rain Man right like it's we have the stereotypes which are often based on either something very Hollywood or just the very common problems that are highlighted. And then we have the realities, which is that there's all these human components to it and and what you're going through. And um, it is all very real. And I think that um, we need to be able to provide more understanding, but more education in spaces. Honestly, like the military,
1: <laughs> right? I, I'm hoping it, it's it been a while. I'm hoping that there was a, a bit more of a push for uh, yeah. education. You know, they'll PowerPoint you to death, but yeah, uh, you'll get the <laughs> training. Death by PowerPoint is totally a thing.
0: Oh, my gosh. You're so right. Yeah, but it's
1: well, I think that's true of
0: like larger corporations as well yeah like yeah. larger larger companies are are in that same boat. There are certain industries that are in that same boat where that level of understanding isn't necessarily there. So my next question, tying it all back to to tack into work is, you know, let's first of all, let's talk about what what has been if there has been what's what's been the good part about this aspect of neurodiversity for you in the world of, of work in tech.
1: I will, uh, I'm going to point out two specific things because the, there, there've been probably like a couple, but two of them have definitely stood out for me. One is um, maybe not the best of things, but when I'm in like a manic phase, um, I can get a lot of stuff done. Mm -hmm. I mean, like we're talking, you know, just going through and decimating a ticket queue, things like that um it's not the best because like you know with a downside there's always a downside but uh it can be really 100%. helpful yeah it can be really helpful in a pinch well because uh, you
0: you could come out the other side of that like absolutely exhausted
1: oh yeah no right it, it like will... that just
0: is gonna sap you completely
1: yeah yeah pretty bad um but like... at
0: least you come back and you're just like you, you have this exhausted look on your face you're just like the ticket cue It's empty. (laughs) It's so beautiful. Now I can sleep.
1: (laughs) Like, and then you yeah, and then you come back the next day, and there's like 50 tickets in there, and you're just like, all my work was for naught. (laughs) Like (laughs) like tears in the rain.
0: It's true. Well, it's it is. It's a cue, right? So I mean, this is the song that doesn't end. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, I couldn't help it.
1: Next thing. Next thing. (laughs) Moving away from that song, the next thing, and th- this is um, has it's been a really big thing for me. But, um, due to the fact that I've had to deal with such crazy fluctuations in my emotions, um, when I when I am not dealing with um, kind of like medication issues, or you know things need to be kind of recalibrated, uh, I am actually really good at regulating my emotions which uh when you are in a position where you are dealing with um customers (laughs) it can be quite quite beneficial
0: well because because let's 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 face it especially if you're you're on a direct line with a customer yeah uh it is a test of wills Mm
1: -hmm.
0: a battle of patience um so that is that is a testament to your to your nerves sir
1: Mm -hmm. um and barring that the mute button on the phone is very helpful
0: oh 100 percent. yeah i love the mute button yeah no you can get all the things out that you need to say out loud that you can't say out loud
1: yeah sometimes you just gotta you know put people on hold for a minute or two Vent a little bit, make sure it's on mute before you do, um, because that's it's bad if you mess that one up and then you come back and you're composed because, you know, you've had your uh, you had your moment.
0: I love it. Yeah, I mean, that is relatable as all get out. So. In terms of. Your empathy levels. How would you say your experiences have affected your understanding of others and your empathy towards others?
1: I I don't know if I can contri- completely uh, attribute it to um, you know this particular aspect of my neurodiversity, but I feel a decent bit of of empathy um kind of as as a you know uh, a general statement i i can get pretty easily moved by the you know the struggles of others and kind of just feeling their emotions which um is really weird because it's, Sometimes it feels like it's my emotions and I don't know why I'm feeling that way and then I realize that I'm kind of like mirroring somebody else.
0: Well, and there's a level of being an empath in that case.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a term that I like recently heard that I wasn't aware of and it Oh of, yeah. Yeah, things started clicking a bit more when I It's relatable.
0: So here's the reason I asked that question. Yeah. I I think that our neurodiversity, collective neurodiversity, makes us as what I would term empaths, because being an empath is, is typically something that comes with one level or another of neurodiversity, which means you feel all the things. But it's also being able to now take that, digest it, and understand, comment on what the other person is going through. So the reason I brought that up is because you're a very empathetic person in the sense that you don't just feel the things, but you're able to express oh, you know, that must have felt x for X person, right? Yeah, and so I want to call that out as as maybe something that that folks haven't thought of is is that there is a potential in there for almost a hyper empathy, which in itself can be draining, but is also a benefit because it means that you consider other people's perspectives more readily.
1: It it can be beneficial, I will agree, yeah. I mean, generally, I can't think of a, okay, I can not think of a bad side, but not really that bad overall. But generally, it's not really too bad to be able to see things from other people's perspectives. It can make certain things more difficult, but not necessarily, you know, a bad bad thing
0: no that that it it makes perfect sense I I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page as you so where does this bring me this brings me now back to work what's what's the worst of it what what does that look like for you
1: um the worst of it is um I've had pretty bad days where there's a lot of work uh, you know, not a lot of pe not enough people to handle all the work, just an overall stressful experience. Um additional stress because, you know, in the time frame that I'm thinking of, because I actually have a snapshot uh in my mind of like a particular time when things were really rough. Um, you know, like dealing with additional stresses such as just constant, you know, phone calls basically being overwhelmed with things which ties into also the the um the autism aspect of things you know basically being like overloaded right which just sets me off on the deep end and spiraling into uh a pretty uh pretty dark place that was you know kind of hard to recover from um so I don't I'd prefer not to go into We don't need to go any at- further.
0: We do not need to go. It was it was more just a general how how does that build? How does that affect you? Yeah. So now let, let me let me take it to I think a good wrap up question. Okay, doc. Let's let's take it to that. This question is what do you wish that people um and this is it's a two-parter part Mm -hmm. one in the world of work, second in the world of life in general. What do you wish that people understood better
1: about bipolar? For me, uh, in the workplace, um, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have fluctuations in my mood. They may be pretty significant. They may not but it's it's going to happen to some degree and as much as i appreciate people trying to cheer me up hmm. it's 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 a noble effort it's not going <laughs> to it's not going to help because the problem isn't you know something that can be resolved it's literally a chemical imbalance in my brain exactly
0: this this is not oh you've had a bad day let me see if i can cheer you up yeah. right this isn't you know someone like like i i I got caught in the rain my my bike tire burst and um you know i dropped all my my books in the water and my my lunch is wet so some grand gesture is going to fix it all it might be how it feels but but it's it's you have no control over that aspect
1: yeah so that kind of relates Pretty well to kind of like outside, you know, the, the personal life things is just, you know, being mindful of that as well. Luckily, uh, I'm fortunate enough that everybody around me is, has been around for a good bit and is aware of how things go. And I mean, they, they do try to cheer me up. Uh, watched a lot of office, uh, you know, the office is great. Nice. Show. Uh, nice. or um, I can't watch it around the kids because uh, the missus gets upset, but uh letter Kenny.
0: <laughs> I can't even quote it. I can, I can say, I was like, I can say, can confirm.
1: I can't, I can't quote anything from that show. That's
0: a Texas size 10 for their good buddy.
1: There's so much about that show that just goes way over my head because I just don't live in Canada.
0: Well, just let, let me, let me, I could go full Canadian mode now. <laughs> oh, okay. So let me tell you the thing about Letterkenny. Letterkenny is so Canadian. Yep. So Canadian. And those small towns exist. And the way that they talk, the cadence, the the inflections, um, all of it, and it's, it's completely normal. And in fact, uh, Letterkenny is, is based off of a small town called Listwell. Oh, yeah. Is, which is where Jared Kiso, the, the, the writer and, and, and main star of the show, grew up. Um, and I actually ran into people who are from, from, from Listwell who said, oh, yeah, like my dad taught that guy. And then <laughs> everybody was like, um, like, oh, my gosh, he's taking shots at us. <laughs> but then they film it all in sudbury and now they've got Shorezy which is spin off show and i tell you if you get past the first episode the first episode was was average everything else after that is gold it's it's oh i loved it but um i tell you what you got a problem with 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 canada gooses you got a problem with me and i suggest you let that one marinate I just, I just,
1: <laughs> I just love that. I show. can't say the rest.
0: I can't say anything else.
1: No, you, you really can't. Well, you know it's... what I
0: got time for? What you got? I got time for sushis and sashimis. My God, white fish is not sushi's grade. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I glad we could end on that note, though. I think Full so. On letter Kenny, wrap up. Okay, so but I, I want to say this. I want to say thank you for for being the one in the hot seat. Uh, I promise the next one's on me. Um,
1: okay. I gotta say this this was uh this was uh, harder than I thought. And I mean like we've we've been doing uh we've talked about some hard stuff. Yeah. Well, but this was entirely this was
0: entirely centralized around yourself.
1: That's a good point. Yeah.
0: And, and, and in a lot of cases, I feel like we feed off of each other. Cause we're like,
1: Oh, that's me too.
0: Oh, that's me too. That oh, true. that's me too. But I, I, I can't, but you know what I can do? You can hit me up for, for uh, generalized anxiety disorder. um, And we can, we can talk about that. that oh, that's one you can hit me on the, but I'll take the hot seat. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you put me in the, in the, in the target.
1: You know what you um, do is actually, I should like fly up there and you come down here and you know, then it'll literally be the hot seat. Cause this basement is sweltering right now.
0: I'm actually like, it's, it's like 30 degrees outside right now with like the heat lightning and all that stuff. Oh, so upstairs, oh. like I got to go turn the AC down a notch. I'm sweating. Like I'm just actually like down the back of me right now. That's the image I want to leave everybody listening <laughs> with is, is that I'm sweating profusely.
1: Thank you for the visual.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. Um, <laughs> Um, the only other thing I want to mention, we've definitely got more, more guests. Um, I've definitely heard a a lot of great feedback coming from that. So there's, there's a few folks that are on the list. Um, I'm going to be getting those booked. Stay tuned for those. Um, but until next time, this has been
1: neurodiversity in tech. I'm Brandon. I'm Sean. Good night, folks.